Hey, we're Aaron and Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And today we're going to ask each other random questions about finances and money. So before we get started, I want to start off with a disclaimer. We are not financial advisors. No way. (laughs) So um, we're not giving stock suggestions or anything like that. We're just going to ask each other questions about our experience with money. And uh, I actually have no clue what your questions are, and you don't have any clue what mine are. These things always make me nervous. Yeah, so (laughs) we do these episodes every once in a while, um, but... These are going to be really candid answers yeah. from Which our own life. I feel like is really helpful for the listener because I feel like they're going to relate to us and understand what we've been through or what we're mm-hmm. going through currently. And so I, I, I do, but I don't like these. And they're hard because it takes it. We do cut out the pauses because sometimes we have to think about them. Yeah. We're like, uh, let me think about that for a sec. <laughs> uh, but, you know, hopefully um, what we want to offer to you guys is just an inside perspective on you know where we've gone in life with finances and money and where we're coming from and what God's teaching us yeah. and uh, maybe it, there'll be some funny stuff in here some I, don't, reality, I actually don't know <laughs> some reality and some encouragement yeah and uh, yeah because our heart is that as marriages after God we would have um, hearts that are yielded to God in every aspect of our life yep. one of them being money and to be honest we all are on a journey with money yeah and uh, the Bible talks a lot about it but today we're just going to talk about how what we're, the journey we've been on. Yeah. So let's get started. Do you want to do the first question or do you want me to do the first question? Let me do the first question. Okay, you do the first question and okay. then I'll, I'll do mine. Okay, so my first question is, were you taught good money habits like savings, you know, building up a savings account by your parents? Or I guess the question is, who was your biggest influence? Uh, that is a great question, actually. Um, so let me think for a second. I have a terrible memory and you know this. <laughs> um, okay, so first thing I remember is uh, my mom did definitely teach me how to use a checkbook mm-hmm. um does anyone use checks anymore i, I don't, don't know i was taught i was taught how to like um <laughs> do the out. reconciliation in the back pages and write down what, what, comes what, in, what yeah um so I, I do remember that i remember them opening in a bank account for me and me putting money in it and learning to save so i think the basics mm-hmm. um I remember saving when I was a little kid, like a hundred bucks. Wow. I don't remember how That's I got all the lot. money. Yeah, probably I know I had money. a box. <laughs> I had a box. It was this like wood box. And every dollar I'd get, I'd get it and I'd wet the dollar and flatten it out. Oh my goodness. I, would, I, I didn't know this, this about you. I would flatten the dollar out and I'd make it perfectly crisp and I'd let it dry. <laughs> and then I would put it in the, the box and I'd have them all organized in the right and I'd have a, a rubber band around them and I, I saved up all these ones and fives wow. and tens. Okay, this this type of personality <laughs> explains a lot about how we organize our finances you never now. heard this story before. I've never heard this story before and I feel like now that I know... It makes sense because You're how like, you organize... I'm going to change some of these questions I have for you. No, no, no. But as as I see it, because you lead us in our finances and you organize our, our budgeting and all of that. And there's like, it's meticulous. And I feel like you've been really good at that. So I don't know who taught me that. Okay. But that was just kind of... I remember there was... So somehow money was talked yeah. about. I remember my parents, you know, giving me a dollar at okay. church to put into the tithes. So awesome. I feel like they gave me the, the foundational stuff, the basic stuff. Good um, for them. That's awesome. So yeah, I think they might have given me more. I had, yeah. they had to have, mm-hmm. but I just don't remember like okay. all the details. Well, let me real quick. I, does Target have anything to do with any of these questions? I didn't actually ask any. Okay, good. <laughs> Thing about Target <laughs> for all yeah. the wise out there. Um, but um, Costco. I'm just oh. <laughs> okay. No. Here's your your first question. Okay. Okay. What was your view of money growing up? Mm. Well, I remember it being 
kind of this elusive thing of like, well, we never had it. <laughs> um, I don't want to go as far as saying we were poor growing up, but I often heard my parents say things like that. Um, and things have changed now in their life and in ours, but I just remember, you know, having very little. And um, I remember personally, like when I started working and getting my own income, um, I protected it. I like, but I spent it, but it was mine. Yeah. I didn't necessarily share it. I I wasn't super generous. I mm. I tied here and there, but it wasn't consistent. So would you feel like you were, you know, based off of the question you asked me, did you, were you taught about money other than um, just hearing about lack of it or Yeah, not I don't I don't remember um I don't remember my mom sitting down specifically with me to like show mm-hmm. me certain things, but it was kind of like, you know, we'd be at the grocery store and I'm like, "Hey, can I fill out your check for you?" Cause I remember checks right. back then too. Yeah, and she would let me and she would show me what boxes to fill out. And then um, when I was a teenager, probably like 13 or 14, mm. she also opened up a savings account for me. And so I got to get familiar with right. putting money in the bank. So we kind of both had like, yeah. those foundational things. Yeah. So there is a second part to this question though. Oh, no. So I was asking about your view of money, but what was your view of giving? Yeah. So I, I shared a little bit about that. And I remember um, it just being a little bit harder for me. It, it's weird. It, it wasn't as hard to... You know, if I was going to buy a gift for someone, mm-hmm. like I saw value in that and then give it to them. Yeah. But like just giving someone money or or even giving the church money, um, I justified it by, you know, saying, um, well, I'll serve with my time or my energy. I'll go work yeah. in the I children's ministry. Yeah. I remember and, us having conversations Yeah, I just saw the benefit of that. But I guess because I always thought like money was tight or it was so little that mm. I had to kind of keep it. Yeah. To myself. <laughs> Keep it real close. Keep it real close. I was controlling over my money. Yeah, well, I mean, we all... Not in a healthy way. And we're all at a certain place when it comes to money and our perception of it. And it comes yeah. from how we were raised yeah. or, you know, things that we've experienced. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Okay, so my next question for you is um, going into marriage and being the husband and kind of, I don't know if you felt the weight of responsibility with finances and having to provide, um, but did you have any fears going into marriage and, and managing our finances? Um, no, I didn't know what managing my, our finances looked like. Yeah. We hadn't um, experienced it yet. we hadn't experienced it yet. But I, I feel like I might be a little unique. Maybe not, but I don't feel like I've thought too much about money. Mm. Um, I remember that was we had lots of conversations about it. I remember even telling you when we got engaged, hey, I may not have a lot of money. I may not ever be able to buy you anything. But I'll love you. <laughs> but I'll be here for you and we'll figure it out. Um, and I, that was just me being honest. Like, I didn't know if we were going to, mm-hmm. what kind of money we would make or, you know, if we'd ever be wealthy or have yeah. a home. I didn't know any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I wasn't worried about it either. Mm. So maybe in a, a unhealthy way, I didn't think about money at all. Like no concern. Like no concern. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's a healthy thing too. I, I've I've never been too concerned about money, mm-hmm. as a as a whole. Um, but no. So going into marriage, I I don't think it was a, a an anxiety of mine. Like oh, I got to figure out money mm-hmm. stuff again. We've learned a, lo- a yeah. lot over the years of like how much we have to focus on it and and manage it well mm-hmm. and steward it well. But no, I'd say early on when we were getting married, it wasn't something that was on the forefront of my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, 
other than we needed it to go to Africa. <laughs> yeah, so just to let people know who are listening, we jump-started our marriage by jumping into missionary ministry. And we went to Africa and for four months. Yeah, we, we, went, we traveled around, went to Africa and stuff. And so our finances were kind of unique jumping into marriage because we relied on the support of other people while we were yeah, traveling we, internationally. We had um, no money. We didn't have money. Like legitimately <laughs> no I mean, we had we raised money. We raised money to and then we Africa. took it, but then... While we were there and and leading up to that, we mm-hmm. I mean, we had our jobs leading up to the time that we left, which was about two or three months um, of marriage. But then we were we heavily relied on the support of others. Well, not, not only that, but um, when we moved to Florida for a bit, mm-hmm. um, just to give a little bit of background, uh, there was a season where I was working full time for free in the ministry mm-hmm. that we were part of, the missionary organization. And you were working part time. Mm-hmm. We had no kids then. And we still had no money. We were broke. We were so broke, of course, because I wasn't even being paid, and you were getting paid minimum wage yeah. in Florida, which is like less mm-hmm. than normal, yeah. <laughs> and part time. Um, I remember us being in a, our car one night or one afternoon, and we had no money for gas. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're sitting gasless. there like, okay. Yeah. Uh, God's taking care of us every step of the way, though. I'd say your parents were a huge um, blessing to us during those times because they were. They've always supported us and been open-handed with their finances. And um, remember that day. That day, my mom gave me twenty bucks. You called your mom, and I was so embarrassed, and I was just like, "Just don't." I said, "Don't tell her." What did I say? I said, "Don't tell her um, that we're homeless." Okay, that was oh, the yeah. same day. That was the same day that we, um, we were, were in transition. transition. That's a good word. Transition yeah. from um, one house to another, and but we didn't have another house yet. Yeah. We couldn't stay at the house we were at. They weren't they weren't our houses. They were people yeah. letting us stay at their places because we were trying to serve as missionaries and we're yeah. traveling a lot and it was just a really uh, interesting God took time. care of us, but I would say it was foolish. Yeah. I would say that was Looking again back at it, yeah. the negative part of me not paying attention or or considering our finances. Yeah. Um I should have changed that scenario. Mm-hmm. And we did. Yeah. God convicted our hearts and he put us on a whole journey of, of changing our, th- our thought process mm-hmm. on money and our responsibility with it. Yeah. Um, but I did but tell yeah. you, don't tell her that we're homeless. Just tell her that we yeah. need the money for gas. Yeah. <laughs> and it all worked out. We, yeah, got a, we, we got a place that night. It all was Yeah, we great. did. It was awesome. So God was looking out even when we weren't. He's faithful even when we're, we're when not. We, when we weren't, yeah. But that's that's where we we started our journey of money is just experiencing mm-hmm. that side of it. Yeah. Um, so let me get to my question, okay, my second okay. question for you. Okay, this is a question for you, but it's about me. Hey, we just wanted to take a quick break from this week's episode to invite you and your spouse to take Jennifer and I's 31-day marriage prayer challenge. We wrote 31 prayers for my husband and 31 prayers for my wife to encourage couples in their prayer life for one another. So if you're interested in taking our challenge, as thousands of couples have already done, please go to marriageaftergod.com forward slash challenge at the end of this episode, and you'll get more information about the challenge. Thousands of couples have already gone through this prayer challenge, and we're so excited to be able to extend this to you and invite you to participate. We dare your marriage. So what is one area I can grow and mature in when it comes to money? Okay, that's really funny because I have... A similar question for you. Oh, well, then we you. should make yours the number two, three for me. <laughs> okay, so what's one area that I want you to grow? That in? you think I could grow or mature in when it comes to money? Um, I think sometimes. Okay, so you have this part of your personality that loves to research. Like you spend a lot mm-hmm. of time on researching things, which is a really good. It's really good. It can be really good. It is really good. I think. Yeah. Um, 
The downside is, is because you do so much research and you look at reviews and you look at what other people are saying and you look at price value, when you do actually go to make a purchase, it's a really um, good purchase. <laughs> sometimes really expensive purchase or sometimes right. it's something that we think we need when we don't necessarily need that right. that one or that thing. It could be a... So I'm, you're saying I might... Sp- I, so I, I, I buy the more expensive thing because... It had the better reviews. Well, and it's going to last, last longer. longer. We have all these justifications value, yeah. of what we walk through when we buy a purchase, but... Which I do. Yeah. I do that. And so, and you don't do it all the time, but when you do make those bigger yeah. purchases, um, I don't know. No, so you're saying having a little bit more of a sober mind about yeah. certain things. Because we don't... It's not like I make big purchases all the time. No. But when I do, often instead of just going with the more affordable or something that is just nece- yeah. like will fit what we need, yeah. I'm going to go and get because I'm looking for value. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, well, I, I need to spend a little bit more to get yeah. the value I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you, that also <clears throat> hangs us up on the purchase that we need to make in order to, for months. Yeah, because you just you're yeah. like, no, I need to do I need to do my research. That could be good though, the slowness of it. I know, I know. That's why I said it's like it's a, like a hard weird It's weird like balance. a catch twenty two. Yeah. Maybe getting more sober about my expectation yeah. of the value. That's good. And being okay with less when it when it matters. Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah. thinking faster and wiser and slower and smarter all, all the, the things. same time. Yeah. All the same time. <laughs> I, I, I know what you're saying. They're not gonna no one's gonna understand what we're talking about, but I <laughs> do you have it. an example. Yeah. Um, I don't know to put you on the spot, but I don't. I'm trying to think. Um no, I don't. Oh, well, I could. Okay, so I'll give you an example of something I'm thinking about. Okay. Like, I want to buy a lawnmower. Okay. And I could go down to the thrift store and pick up a lawnmower for like $25. Call I could around, go, ask a I friend. could call around and see if any friends have an extra one I could borrow or buy. But the way I think is, I'm going to go look online and I'm like, well, if I'm going to be using this every weekend, I might as well get a new one. <laughs> I might as well, I'm going to look, but if I'm going to get a new one and spend that kind of money, <laughs> I might as well look for the best one. <laughs> And so now, like my, it just keeps going up and up. And I haven't bought a lawnmower yet. And you haven't bought a lawnmower yet. <laughs> so that's a great. And example. this has been a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. okay, I will think about buying a lawnmower <laughs> in a better way. Okay. <laughs> like not go buy the best one, and I might call some friends up soon. <laughs> actually, someone might... actually told me they might have one. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say you might buy one and it breaks down, and then you can learn how to fix it. It's a good. It's good all around. It's true. <laughs> Time waster. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Was that oh, that was your question? That was for me my about question you. for you. That's really about confusing. Me. Okay, yeah. okay. So my next question is: Throughout our marriage, um, I guess for a little backstory, if people don't know us, we got debt free, and we've been really mm-hmm. um, committed to remaining debt free. But one thing you've been really adamant on, even from the beginning of our marriage, was no credit cards. Right. So I guess my question is: Why, Aaron? Why so adamant about that? Well, even times so, that I had good justifications or excuses why no, we should do this. We'll get be, miles. To you're be like, honest, no. so let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. I've been so adamant about no credit cards, but we did get a credit card. We did just a couple for years about ago. About a year, yeah. For about a year, it was an Amazon credit card um, because they had such good points and like all the things. Okay. Um, and. We did that to buy a house and we needed credit because we had, literally had no credit because yeah. we've never had credit cards. Yeah. Um, and it made it harder, which was fine. And what made it harder? What do you mean? Not having credit. Oh, yeah. No credit score made it harder to do the loan thing. And so we, I was like, hey, let's get a credit card. And we were just going to do like one or two things on it. It became Just a to habit build credit. And year. then what happened was everything we were spending on our debit, we now put on our credit. And even though we were paying it, 
what happened was our way of spending money, even on all the normal things, got so out of whack because what we would do is we'd spend on the credit card and then by the time we paid the credit card, the money that would have been spent a month ago hadn't been spent yet. Mm -hmm. And so by the time we pay off the credit card, now we're back to zero. We're we're always playing catch up. Catch up, yeah. And I hated that. Mm -hmm. And I finally like cut the credit card up and it took us like a couple months to uh, detox from using the credit card. Well, one thing that I noticed with the credit card was that um, there was this access to, it felt like free, free money. It was like, well, it's like, well, it's not, it's the same concept as poker chips. Mm. The reason you play with like casinos will play with poker chips versus cash is because poker chips are less painful to, to put on the table. Mm. You put a $25, they're all the same size. Maybe they're different colors, Mm -hmm. but they, it doesn't feel Mm -hmm. like money. And so you spend more. I think Dave Ramsey also uh, shared this tip once is when you have, mm-hmm. you're spending with cash, you're filling it going mm-hmm. through your hand. You're not going to go wasted on that $8 uh, you're like, mocha. That's you'll just get a black coffee or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But when you're constantly using your debit card, you don't feel it as much, but it's even more true with yep. credit cards. I feel like. It, well, it is. And also with credit cards, they do the whole points thing mm-hmm. and it, it gives you an, uh, an incentive to spend more. Mm-hmm. Which we don't need incentives to spend more. We, <laughs> we have enough incentive to spend more. Yeah. So, so that's why I've always been afraid of credit cards. I just knew that cre- like debt and credit cards mm-hmm. were were dangerous. Mm-hmm. So before and after that year that we had a credit card, that's why you're so adamant about. Well, it proved like having the credit card proved exactly why I hate credit cards. Yeah. Even though we were doing it the right way, mm-hmm. you know, anyone would say, "Oh yeah, get a credit card. Just make sure you pay down the 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 um, balance mm-hmm. and not keep a balance and all that." We never paid a penny of interest, but that doesn't make it any more of a healthy habit. Mm-hmm. We were so backwards on the way our money was being spent that it like gave me anxiety. That's true. I remember you. Yeah. And really I'm like, I don't know. And then it, the detoxing, it took a few months. Like we were negative a bunch mm-hmm. because we were playing catch up and on our, on the way our money was coming in and the way the money was going out. And we forgot how to spend correctly. Like it did. Yeah. It was totally different. We had to like, we're like, what? Well, we have to look at our budget again. We have yeah. to like look at yeah. how we're, so I just hate credit cards. Okay. Um, and so that's just the reality of it. Okay. You asked me my next okay. question. Okay. Next question. This is also in the beginning of our marriage. I thought you were saying okay. it's also about me. <laughs> no. In the beginning of our marriage, I remember us praying that we would make more money so that we could give more money and be more generous. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And over the years, we've had opportunities to do so. Mm-hmm. Has your or our perception about giving changed at all since then? Yes. I mean, mine definitely. I don't know if yours has increased because I feel like you've always been a really generous person. And what you shared in the beginning of that question of praying that prayer, Mm -hmm. I feel like was one of your, you've taught me a lot and led me a lot in this area of generosity. And I feel like that was one way where you uh, taught me Mm -hmm. in a really special way because it's not like you just sat down with me and pointed out where I was not being generous. You sat down and said, hey, we should be praying about this. And so we prayed, we lifted our requests up to God. And anyways, I just really feel like um, over the years, he's answered our prayer. Mm-hmm. He's He's been faithful to show us uh, different ways of giving, different opportunities. He's invited us a lot to um, just participate in serving the body and being mm-hmm. generous. And I feel like more of a generous person because of that. Awesome. Yeah. I used to see generosity, the pinnacle of generosity is giving more. Mm-hmm. That was my, I was like, oh, I want to, that's why I prayed this because I, I truly wanted to increase in what we had, not so that I can have more, but so that I can give more. That was mm-hmm. my, that was a, a reality of what I, how I felt and believed. Um, and as we've, you know, matured and gotten better jobs and now, you know, just making money from our books and, 
and trying to be more generous and giving more. Um, something that I've changed in is not that I don't want to give more. I still have a heart to give and want to be generous. But what I've found is I can get lazy in giving in the other ways mm. of my time, my energy, my resources, um, my love, my other things because I can give money. Mm. Um, not that giving money is a, ba- a, a bad thing, but I just I felt like God showed me that there's lots of ways that he desires us to give mm-hmm. and that um, there's other ways that could be more valuable than just giving someone 10 bucks or 100 bucks or something that I could give them something more valuable than money. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like showing me that money's... Um, like what is true generosity? Well, not, not just, just not just money. true generosity. What um, God is actually desiring us to give Mm-hmm. And not that, like, like I said, the money or time or none of those are intrinsically differently be- or like mm-hmm. bad or, or mm-hmm. better. Um, but seeing the true value in things, mm-hmm. because I can give um, all my money, as you know, it says in the Bible, and have not love, and I'm nothing, mm-hmm. right? And so it doesn't matter what I'm giving; it matters why I'm giving and who I'm giving for. And so he was—he's ju- just been transforming my perception on giving, and I could default to like, oh, let's just give so-and-so money. Or, hey, how about like I give them, you know, a whole day of me helping them or- What do they actually need? Yeah, Yeah. what do they actually need? Mm -hmm. And money could be it. Yeah. But am I using that as a crutch in my giving? Yeah. Which is a weird thing to think about. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to add to that, that first part of the question about us praying for God to give us more so that we can Mm -hmm. give more. Um, I remember specifically you mentioning like, we're not going to wait for him to give us more we're, We're going to start, start now. Them. And I think that's really um, mm-hmm. important, especially for our listeners to hear, because I think sometimes we can always be um, in the in a season of waiting mm-hmm. and we're, we're like, well, we have to wait for God to give us more in order to give more when we can give out of what we have, even if it's a little bit. And so I, I just want to encourage them with that. Yeah. Because um, we've we found it to be truly a blessing, even when you give, when you barely have. Well, and, and the Bible says that exactly you know mm-hmm. it talks about Jesus talks about the woman who gives her last you know might mm-hmm. and he says she's given more out of mm-hmm. her poverty than you did out of your wealth yeah. and so there's this perception that we have of like well I can't give until I have more to give mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense because unless we have a heart of giving right. we're never going to give yeah. because it's never going to feel like enough because mm-hmm. that's the that's the chase of numbers mm-hmm. there's always another number to jump to so yeah. That's how I've changed in this. and But I think you're right. You've gotten much more generous. And I've gotten, um, I feel like I've changed in what I see as generosity. Yeah. Um, making sure that my heart is right and not just, I can give money. That's really good. Which could be so cheap mm-hmm. in the kingdom mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, or perfectly generous. It's all how yep. we do it. So yep. your awesome. question. Okay, I'm up next. So did you ever have a goal of how much you wanted in your savings account? or in our savings account? Has there ever been a number? This probably goes back to my my first answer about not thinking about money very often. <laughs> no. no. I've, I don't think I've ever had a number. There's been specific times in our life when we're saving for something specific. So we needed a number? Yeah, yeah. but I don't think I've ever had like, a, oh, I want $10,000 in savings. Oh, I want $5,000 in savings. Mm-hmm. Like I've never... Even though Dave Ramsey says you should have a certain amount in there. He has like 2000 Yeah, it's, I think there's a minimum fund. yeah, emergency fund, but then there's like six months, you know, savings of, of payroll or whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't, I don't believe I've ever uh, had a specific number in mind. Okay. But um, maybe I should. I don't know. 
We'll let the listeners tell us if I should have a, a specific number in mind. Okay. Okay, here's a question for you. This is kind of a fun one, and it's also kind of to kind of, maybe it's a question they can be asking each other. Okay, um, that's good. That are listening. What is the best thing you've ever spent money on? <laughs> and here's my, my catch with this is I'm trying to point out that sometimes we, we look for value in things, uh-huh. and we think it's going to be there but then it's not what we think it's going to be. So I'm just, I want to see what you, if you can recall like, oh, the best thing I've ever spent money on was. The best thing I ever spent money on was, oh man, I. I feel like I know what kind of thing it will be. What kind of thing? Yeah. Well, um, the only thing that really comes to mind are, are two things and they're both jewelry oriented. Jewelry, okay. <laughs> um, one thing you bought me. Would this be like a typical thing for women? <laughs> Actually, I jewelry? think you bought me both so I, I can't even use those examples. Why not? I don't know. Oh, because I bought them. Because you bought them. Oh, okay. So it was let's my we- <laughs> It's the ring that I have now is my wedding ring. Okay. You bought it for me on my 10-year wedding anniversary. Yeah, but you didn't buy it, I no. guess. it's our, Well, if, if it's our money... <laughs> maybe you did I can't think um, I guess uh, the couch <laughs> that was a good purchase <laughs> that was a good couch okay so let me give you some backstory the couch behind us yes yeah it's a nice so, couch so just some backstory real quick I was pregnant with Olive and mm. we had just moved to Central Oregon and somebody had given us this like old 1970s floral couch it was bright yellow, yellow smelled like cat pee oh my gosh it smelled so bad and we had it for almost a year i think and yeah. um i really liked that couch it though. was really <laughs> stiff and i was over it and i told aaron can we please 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 buy new couches and yeah. what's really funny is we we're we we're renting this little tiny house like it was like a little cottage bungalow oh, it was style. like 1100 square feet I feel like it was smaller than that. But anyways, the yeah. living room is not very big. But we went to this furniture outlet place. I sat on every piece of mm-hmm. furniture until I found the one that I wanted. Uh, I was probably like six months pregnant. And um, and I found these couches. Um, and they've been... I mean, I've loved them. They've been one of the best things we've ever it was bought. The most and it barely mo- fit in yeah, that house. It didn't fit in the house, but we had them in there. Yeah. It was the most money we spent on furniture. Mm-hmm. Usually we go... We would get given furniture yeah. or we'd go to the it was our first house purchase like a furniture yeah. and you know what if people uh read the unveiled wife they would know that our first our very first couch as a married couple was an inflatable blue Plastic blow-up couch yeah couch that deflated that deflated while the, we watched the bottom TV. part did <laughs> yeah and um these couches, so couches like, is like a thing for us i guess so you guys we had this uh, this beautiful ugly blue couch from like oh, the yeah, 70s in, in, in Florida. So um, the things with the couches that we have now, I even remember the day that the delivery guys dropped it off and unboxed it. Like that's how powerful this purchase yeah. was for me. So I'm really okay. happy with it. So I actually thought you were going to answer like um, trips we've been on, oh. like adventures. I didn't even think about that. That's what I thought you were going to answer. I knew that you would probably answer. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Although I like that too. Your your biggest thing is spend money on memories. So Yeah. So the... So the and these couches have been awesome. They're yeah. comfortable, and we get the kids play play on and make forts. They're out of them, huge so. pillows, so yeah, building forts is like awesome. They're like perfect fort. fort What's couches. funny though is the pillows are so big; they're super heavy. Anytime they want to build a fort, they're like gung ho about it. And then the moment we say, "Okay, clean up," they're like, "We can't; they're too heavy." Yeah, they can take them off and build it's a so whole funny. fort, but they can't put them back. It's difficult. Okay. For them. Anyways. Okay, so you have one more question for me? Okay, so what's funny about this is my last question. Let me guess, it's the exact same one no, as mine. No, it <laughs> happens to be, what was your worst purchase ever? <laughs> because you're such a researcher and you like go for the top-notch thing, what 
So, okay. You've got to have a bad thing in there. Well, it, it's not going to be worse in the sense that you're thinking, like oh. I, that, like, the, like a bad thing I bought. Okay. It's more in like I regretted. Yeah. Like, uh, what is it called? Buyer's remorse. Okay. Uh, I've had that several times. Yeah, you have. Um, so, and you're probably going to remember this story. Uh, the paintball gun mm. that I bought a long time ago. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I was going, <laughs> that was the one I knew that was what you're thinking about. Um, it... Well, and the reason that I've had plenty of remorseful sure. purchases yeah. in my life, I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> this one just has it because the Lord used it to teach me something about myself yeah. when it comes to not just money, but where I find my value. Mm-hmm. And I was going through a season, um, it, we were financially strapped. Um, I was, I didn't feel very successful at what I was doing in life. Our marriage was like, our marriage was a little like, you know, and it was more than, um, it was okay, like, <laughs> all right. We're drowning. <laughs> yeah. So I... Um, I can only laugh about that now because we're so far from that place now. Yeah, not back then. It wasn't funny. No. Um, but I wanted to feel successful again. Mm-hmm. I, wanted to f- I wanted to feel um, needed Use- useful. And, and useful and valuable. And I did used to be a part of a paintball team when I was younger. You remember when you first were yeah. you know, hanging out with me, I was at, working at a mm-hmm. huge paintball the park in The first day California. I met your mom was at one of your tournaments. Yeah. And I was good and I loved it. And it was a very short season of my life. And so when I'm in this, this season, I'm, I'm feeling like, you know, de- a little sad and depressed and, and um, unsuccessful and, and so I wanted to, I was clinging to an idea of who I could have been, who mm-hmm. I was and who I could have been. Mm-hmm. And so I said, Hey, I want to buy a, a paintball gun. I want to start, you know, get back into that hobby. Right. What's funny about paintballs is not a cheap hobby. Like you, you don't buy cheap paintball guns to go do a hobby of paintballing. You, you definitely know, would never wouldn't. buy. So I, like I said, I bought a really nice paintball gun and all the equipment and all the stuff. And, and you know what? You, it was really surprising because you were like, okay, you like, let me. Even though you probably thought it was such a stupid idea. <laughs> I didn't see the, the value in it at all. But. And I went one time and I felt the Lord tell me, like, why are you doing this? Why did you go spend all this money and you're never going to, like, this is not what you want. How long did the gun sit in the box for before you, like... Maybe a couple months yeah. and it just sat in the box. I only used it one time. It was brand new. And I... I finally, like, I, I came to my senses and the, and the Holy Spirit was like, you are looking for something in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And the only reason you bought this is because you feel this way and you're going through this. And I had to repent. Mm-hmm. I came to you and I said, I'm sorry. You said, I feel like an idiot. I feel like, I, that's actually <laughs> what I said. I said, I feel like an idiot. Um, I said, I think the only reason I wanted to do this and buy this is because I don't feel successful. Mm-hmm. And I had, to, I had to admit to that. Mm-hmm. And you, like, forgave me. And you're like, I'm really glad that you're deciding to get rid of this because I did not want you to do that. And, and I was um, like, can you sell it for what it's worth? <laughs> and no, I didn't. I had to like, I lost money on it. Yeah. But that was a lesson that I learned in looking for value and security and um, fulfillment mm-hmm. in something else mm-hmm. other than God. Mm-hmm. And that was, so that's why that's like sticks out to us is that, or to me specifically is that story is, um, that was me buying um, a, a feeling or an, a notion about myself and trying to to turn into something that I wasn't mm-hmm. and trying to fulfill myself through money, yeah. which doesn't work. Yeah, don't do in that. In any way ever. You'll for anyone. Net for anyone. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um, you, like the Bible tells us you cannot serve God and money. Yeah. 
Like you'll hate one and love the other, or you serve one and you'll despise the other. Like you cannot do it. And so that's not the worst purchase I've ever made, but that was on the top of the most list. Regrettable. Yeah, most regrettable. <laughs> yeah, not most regrettable. It was actually, I look back and I thank God that he used that opportunity, allowed mm-hmm. me to do something dumb yeah. in a safe way because it's not like I emptied our savings account. Yeah. Um, I don't know, back then it could have been pretty close. <laughs> I guess you're right. Um, you're right, it probably was. <laughs> but you weren't paying attention to the I savings I wasn't paying account, attention to the savings so. account, so <laughs> thanks. Okay, uh, ask me your last question okay. now. We'll get the spotlight off of you. Okay, what is one area you can grow in your relationship with money? Mm, I don't want to say. <laughs> I take the fifth. <laughs> okay. Um, you can't. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> it's not a court of law. This is, <laughs> this is marriage after God. Okay, so ready for some truth, some honesty? Yes. Okay, you already know this about me. We just wanted to take a quick break to ask you if you are enjoying this content, would you please leave a star review and a comment review? This helps us spread the word about Marriage After God and and just all the episodes that we have to offer. And we would love uh, just to get that reach out there. So please, again, if you have a moment, just um, take that time to leave a star review and a comment review for us. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the episode. Um, I have this problem when I feel like we need to spend uh, money for things, especially if it's for the house or for the kids or whatever. Mm -hmm. And let's say I am at Target or Costco or Whole Foods or whatever. and I Or online. Or online. And I see a few extras that I wasn't necessarily planning on buying, or at least at this time. And I just go ahead and go get it without consulting Mm you. I feel really bad about that and I know it's an area that I need to grow in because there's been seasons where I am good at it and I'm I feel like I'm respecting Mm -hmm. uh the commitment that we've made to discuss um purchases over a certain amount and then there's other times where I just disregard it and I don't know why I do that and you're not talking about like you know a pack of gum or like an extra pair of socks or like well I'll buy I'll buy an extra pair of shoes for one of the kids um but they really don't need it it's just they're really cute and they're you know right there on the (laughs) And I'll How often does this happen? Target. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> How like, many just, shoes does all of these? I know, I know. I, we try and be pretty minimalism when it minimalist when it comes to something the way that we live. But at, then then there's times where I'm just like, oh, and I need yeah. this type of um, hand soap and laundry detergent and all, like all these extra things when mm. I wasn't planning on making those. I guess. Yeah. Happen that day. So. Truthfulness, transparency. Transparency. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, we both do it though. Yeah. Like it, we we base it off of what we see as valuable. Yeah. Like, oh, this is an important purchase, but our our scales of value are so different from each other sometimes on purchases. Yeah. Um, but which is why we should discuss them more. Yeah. Which is actually something that we've just another level of honesty with our finances. We just recently are revisiting yep. with each other because we get out of sync. Yeah. Um, we just I'm went spending on a date money night, and that knowing. was the topic yeah, of our conversation, our... which is why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so you know we're out of sync right now, yeah. and so we're trying to get back in sync with mm-hmm. each other of, of communicating. Um, just a rule of thumb: something that we've instituted in our marriage, and what we're talking about is that we've stopped doing. But what we used to do is um, we discussed we would discuss any purchase that was going to be over fifty bucks. Yeah, um, we would just we would plan out things that we're trying to save money for, mm-hmm. and we just haven't been doing that lately, yeah. and it it hurts us. Yeah. And so we're going to get back into that. We're going to dis- be, be on the same page with each other on things that we want to spend money on, mm-hmm. needs versus wants. Yep. That's um, a big one. What we're trying to save for. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Okay, so I uh, th- we're done with our questions, but I do have one more question that I want to answer so that those listening know. Okay. Um, so we're writing this book, Marriage After God, and we are dedicating a whole chapter to finances and yeah. how it's uh, foundational to a marriage after God. And I just wanted you to share a little bit about that before we close out. Well, it, it is. Uh, there's a few things that are on the top of the list that cause divorce and destruction in marriages, and it's sex and money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... If we don't have a sober biblical mindset of money, if we don't understand what it's for, if we have a, the wrong perspective and relationship with money, it will destroy us. And we experience that. Mm-hmm. And this is not just having it or not having it. Mm-hmm. This is whatever whatever money you have, yeah. what your relationship with is. And even if you don't have money, what's your relationship with pursuing it? Because mm-hmm. the Bible talks about not pursuing wealth or not mm-hmm. toiling to pursue wealth. It says be wise enough to desist, mm-hmm. right? Um, it tells us that we, sh- we can't serve God in money. We have all these, you know, I f- the, Jesus talked more about money than he did about other things. Money was, is important to God. Um, there's a wrong perspective that... Um, that verse that says um, money is the root of all kinds of evil, but it doesn't actually say that. That's, see, that's a wrong understanding of money. It's the love of money mm-hmm. is the root of all kinds of evil. And so having the correct biblical mature relationship with money and how when we, do, when we have that, it becomes a tool, a powerful tool in the life of a marriage after God, in a, in a marriage that's wanting to see God's kingdom grow mm-hmm. and their marriage be used for his purposes because then he can trust us. Yeah. You know, the Bible tells us if you are faithful with the little, mm-hmm. you will be faithful with much. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we, we have a whole chapter in the book dedicated to finances and money and our relationship with it and how we're supposed to view it and think about it mm-hmm. and use it. And... That's that's why we that's it's foundational. And if you just think money is not important as a, a topic to consider and to truly evaluate in your life, it's going to it's going to control you versus you controlling it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you know that money is is a source of contention in your marriage, and you guys aren't being one. Like that is just mm-hmm. a, a red flag that it yeah. is time to get on the same page. Go for a date night. Talk about strategies on how you guys can organize yep. your finances, and then commit to implementing the things that you discussed. Yeah. And we're not perfect at this. We like we just said, we just went on a date night to talk about how we're mm-hmm. out of sync right now, and we yeah. need to to refocus and and just. Um, uh, move forward in oneness and in unity when it comes to our finances. So yeah. that's really good. And the and the, you know, this isn't just financial advice so that we can be you know wealthier and happier and all that. Mm-hmm. The point is, the money and the resources God's given us, He desires for us to invest into His kingdom. Yeah. Now that looks a bunch of different ways, mm-hmm. but He wants us to think that way. Like, oh, my money and my the things that God's given me are not just for my own benefit. Mm-hmm. They are for our benefit, mm-hmm. but they're for the benefit of what he has given it to us to use for, mm-hmm. you know, in growing our, our families, taking care of families, um, in generosity, mm-hmm. in building the kingdom through, um, you know, paying, you know, supporting missionaries or building an orphanage or adopting a child or whatever it is. Yeah. The money's for that, yeah. for those things, the thing that God's called us to, not for our own pleasures. Um, now, they do... We, we do get to enjoy all good things that God get, right. gives us. But if that's our own focus, we're in the wrong place yeah. in the first place. So, um, yeah, so that chapter is a, an important one. Yeah. We've actually been editing it. We're working right on now. it right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us this week on money and finances. Yep. Uh, we hope that we gave you a little bit of insight into um, just the conversations so that you guys can be talking about it with each other. Uh, we hope that you have an incredible week, and we'll see you next time. 
Did you enjoy today's show? Find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com and let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. 